How we doing, Gateway? We doing all right? It's awesome to have you. Hey, if you, uh, you got a seat, if you didn't get a seat or you want a better seat, there's a couple seats in places. If you need to scoot, feel free to do that. We got two right here. We're selling them. How much are they? 15 bucks? All right, very good. Awesome. Uh, it's, it's so good to have you. Uh, again, today's just a really cool, special day, and I'm excited that you're here. Uh, if you're here for the first time, it is an honor to uh, have you. If you've been a guest even after Easter, uh, again, thanks so much for coming. We've been in this series just from last week, started last week called One Month to Live, and, and actually it's, it started out of, of, of a book. Gosh, you scared me. Uh, I didn't write it, but anyway, uh, there's a book called One Month to Live, and it's by Chris and Carrie Shook, and it's a great book if you're interested in just learning more about what that looks like, or even just kind of tracking alongside of us. A lot of what we're talking about came from some of this, but not all of it, but it's a great book to pick up. So that's there, available for you uh, as well. But the, the whole concept about this idea of one month to live, if you had one month to live, what would it look like? What would you do? What would you change? Where would you go? What conversations would you have? I mean, those, those are critical. This is important as we think about our lives. And again, it's not about dying so much as it is about living every day with extreme clarity and purpose. And today, as, as, as Matt talked about, we're talking about this idea of what it means to love completely. Loving people completely. It's crucial. It's important. And, and, and it's not about loving stuff or about loving my car or about, you know, having this cool thing that I have. You know, if, if your house caught on fire and, 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 and you had to run out with whatever that looked like that was most important for you, I hope it would be people. That's what we're talking about today. And as we relate to this idea of loving completely, a couple questions. If you had one month to live, only one month, who would you make sure you got in front of? Who is it in your life that you would, you would go, hey, listen, i got to talk to you. I just want to tell you something. I, I just, I, I just want to encourage you in this way. Maybe they're struggling. Maybe they've been through a hard time. And you just wanted to say some things that you knew that would rest in a good place. With, your words would have weight because you care about them and they're in a tough spot. Who is it for you that you would express gratitude or thanks? I appreciate this for what you've done for me. I appreciate who you've been for me. I appreciate the mentor that you've been. I appreciate you leading me to Christ. Whatever that looks like, who is that for you? And here's the big question. Who is it in your life that you would need to close the distance with? You got something that's been going on. There's been some, some, some issues in between you. There's been some things along the way that have been hard. There have been some crisis points. And for whatever reason, you're not sure whether it's them or you or both. But regardless, there are things out there and it's not the same. What would that look like? Who would that be? And to be honest, there's a lot of people that have a lot of things with a lot of people, and the reality is is that most of them, even most of us, wouldn't take that step. We wouldn't do whatever it took. We wouldn't close the distance because of fear, because of pride, because maybe we think it's just far too you know, down the road and it's far too messy and, and you've done stuff or they've done stuff that you go, you know what, I don't know how we could ever get this together and try to tie this up, uh, all these loosens together in a place where it would be good. And so there's a lot of people that die carrying stuff. They just carry it to the grave. And we just don't want to be those kind of people. It's not God's heart for us. It's not, it's not your heart for yourself. But the reality is sometimes it's hard to love completely. It is. And so we're going to dive in and kind of talk about some of these things. But I want to tell you about the saddest eulogy I've ever heard. Okay? This is true. It was printed in uh, a, a, a newspaper in California. It's about a, a woman named Dolores Aguilar. It says this. Dolores Aguilar, born in 1929 in New Mexico, left us on August 7, 2008. Dolores had no hobbies, she made no contribution to society, and rarely shared a kind word or deed in her life. 
I will speak for the majority of her family when I say her presence will not be missed by many. Very few tears will be shed, will be shed and there will be no lamenting over her passing. Her family will remember Dolores as amongst ourselves. We will remember her in our own way, which was mostly sad and troubling times throughout the years. We may have some fond memories of her, but perhaps will lead us to think about her in some way. But I truly believe that at the end of the day, all of us will really only miss what we never had. A good and kind mom, grandmother and great-grandmother. I hope she will finally be at peace with herself. As for the rest of us who've been left behind, I hope that this will be the beginning of a time of healing and learning what it means to be a family. There will be no service, no prayers, no closure for the family she spent a lifetime tearing apart. We cannot come together in the end to see to it that her grandchildren and great-grandchildren can say goodbye. So I say here from all of us, goodbye, Mom. Is that not the saddest thing you've ever heard in your life? Can you imagine that being said of you? Even if it's just from a pocket of people. I didn't know Dolores. I don't know anything about her story. I'm not even, you know, I, I didn't even do the math to figure out how long she lived, but the reality is what I do know, just to, to deduct from her story, is that she left a lot of things open. She didn't close a lot of gaps. She didn't tie up a lot of loose ends. She just let it ride to the grave. It's a sobering reminder that no matter who you are, how much money you have, what your title is, what you drive, if we miss relationships, we have failed completely. That's the reality. And none of us wants to do that. So today is a short message. I know that's hard for you to believe, but it will be very, very short uh, as we do this. And, and I want to dive in today by talking about this idea of what it means to, to love completely. So if you would grab your outline, we're going to dive in. Our first point is here. We love completely by embracing Jesus' summary of the entire Bible. Okay? If you want to love completely, we have to embrace Jesus' summary of the entire Bible. First passage we're talking about is foundational for the Christian life. It is what anchors us to who we are. It is our DNA as Christ followers. It is the DNA of this church. Jesus had been teaching. Uh, he'd been asked a question. There was some debating going on. And, and here's what happens. Uh, someone asked him a question. Mark 12, 28 through 34. It says this. One of the teachers of the law came and heard him, them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked him, of all the commandments, which is the most important? Jesus then said, the most important one is this, immediately, instantaneously. Didn't have to think about it, didn't have to pray about it, didn't have to search the scriptures. He said, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. That's the Shema we talked about last week. And then he goes on to say this. Then he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second is like it, is to love your neighbor as yourself. There are no commandments greater than these. The man said, well, well said, teacher. You are right in saying that God is one and there's no other but him. To love him with all your heart, all your understanding, with all your strength, to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than burnt offerings and sacrifices to God. Verse 34, when Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, Jesus said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. That's what this is about. And from then on, no one dared ask him any more questions. I love that comment. Jesus said, hey, listen, once you take all 700 of the pages of the Old Testament, and once you take over 600 rules that we've kind of created from what God had originally given us in the Ten Commandments, and let's just sum it down to a top two list. And here it is, to love God with all that you are and to love your neighbor as yourself. That's it. 
That's what it sums it up. Those are the greatest commandments. And if we would spend our lives following the example of Jesus, then we would begin to pursue this thing that God gives us known as abundance. That's what we're after. Second point in your notes, we love completely by embracing God's love for us through Christ. We can only love completely when we're able to embrace Christ's love for us through, through God the Father. See, we love a lot of things, and we love in lots of different ways, but the reality is, as we understand Scripture, we cannot fully love, completely love, unless we understand God's love for us, and we've been able to embrace that love for us. Because if not, we'll just try, but we won't fully understand it because we don't know the definition of it. And here's what John says in 1 John 4, 8. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. God is love. He is the definition of love. God equals love. God created love. God God sustains love. God is the author of love. He is love. Love is a choice. It's a decision. It's not some feeling or emotion or these butterflies that we have when we meet somebody. It is a resolution. It is a conscious decision to love fully in spite of their imperfections, their shortcomings, their failures, and their flaws. Kind of love. That is love. That is God's love for you. It's God's love for me. I've attached some passages in your notes so that we can kind of begin to see more and more about what it means, like to, means to embrace God's love for us. It says this, 1 John 3, 1, love this passage. It says this, it says, so great, see what great love the Father has lavished on us. I love the word lavished, that we should be called the children of God because that is what we are. Circle the word lavished. Okay, the word lavished. I don't know if you are a condiment person, but uh, I eat food like you. Sounds funny. Yeah, we do, actually. He's just like us. Uh, but, but I love dipping stuff or putting stuff on it, whether it's gravy or ranch or Chick-fil-A sauce, uh, lavishly, okay? Here's the deal, lavishly. I don't worry about the calories, all right? not worried about all that. I'm not counting those things right now. I know I, sh- I should, but the reality is I love to lavish things on my food. And, and here's, what, here's what John's saying. That see what love the Father has, has for us. He lavishes his love on us. And then he says that we're children of God. And then he says, goes on to say it again. And that's who we are. Just in case you missed it, let me just say it again. Because that is who we are. God loves us. He loves us in spite of us. You are not your past. You're not the sum total of your sin, shame, and mistakes. You're not any of those things anymore when you give your life to Christ. And I love what Romans says, Romans 5.8. It says, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, not when we got our act together, not on the day that we got baptized, not on the day we stepped foot in the church, but when we were in our darkest, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It's easy to say I love you. Some of us have heard those words, and those words have meant a lot, and then they end up being empty words when they're not demonstrated. But God said, I love you, and I will show you by giving up my only son for you so that you could be forgiven and free. Ephesians 3, 16 through 19, Paul prays this prayer for these new believers in these new churches. He says, I pray that out of his glorious riches that he may strengthen you uh, through the, with the power of his Holy Spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have the power together, as all the Lord's holy people should, to grasp. Here it is. How wide, how long, and how high, and how deep is the love of Christ. And to know that this love surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the full measure of God. See, there's nothing wider or higher or longer or deeper 
than God's love for you. He loves you. And then James 3.16, we see this in the end zone of a lot of football games. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever or whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved you that he gave. And he didn't just give a little. He didn't just give part. He didn't just give 90%. He gave his one and his only for you to die on a cross so that you could be forgiven. So that whosoever, whosoever would believe, wouldn't perish, wouldn't have to live apart from God for all eternity, wouldn't have to have a painful eulogy, but would one day see God face to face and walk with him no longer in faith but in sight kind of love. Today we're going to celebrate some whosoever's. Not because they're perfect, not because they're godly people, not because they've done it all right, but because they've, they've come in contact. They had this encounter with Jesus and it's changing everything in their lives. Maybe for you today, maybe you've lost this first love or maybe, maybe your, your faith is flatlined. Maybe you've been in a place where you've lost your passion for God. The holy has become humdrum. The greatest story that was ever told in your life has become the greatest story never told in your life. And maybe for you, you need to pray a prayer asking God to renew your heart to show up again, to overwhelm you with his, with his love. And he will do that. Last point today. We are called to love people completely. Completely. Not in part, not, not, not a little bit here, not when it's easy, but completely. And I love the word completely because the word completely means totally, entirely, wholly, thoroughly, fully, utterly, absolutely, and perfectly. We're called to love people that are easy to love. We're called to love people that are hard to love. We're called to, to love people in our church, regardless of who they are, what they've done, whether we know them or not. We're called to be brothers and sisters in Christ. We're called to love our family, our friends, our neighbors, our enemies, and even strangers. That's what God's calling for us to love. When it, this is what it means to love completely. Love all people. We're not called to love on our terms when it's easy, when it's reciprocated, when, when you do something for me, I do something for you. No, no, no. Scripture says, no, no, you love people, period, Resp- irregardless of what they do, how they respond, whether they reciprocate or not, kind of love. We're called to lead with love, say it with our words, and demonstrate it with our actions. Got a bunch of passages right there, and just for the sake of time, I don't have the time to walk through these today, but they are passages that, that talk about what it means to love our enemies, what it means to love those who hurt you, what it means to forgive, what it means to own things, what it means to encourage people, what it means to walk with people through difficulties and help them carry burdens. I want to encourage you to make sure that you spend some time just looking over these passages today, tomorrow, the next couple of days, and then just asking God, God, where where is it in my life that I need to work on? How is it, what, what do I need to do to love more completely? Who is it in my life that I need to do that with? Which leads to some homework, okay? Got homework for you today. You're like, oh, all right. But because I love you, I've given you two options, okay? All right? Not giving you one option, giving you two options, okay? And here they are. The first one is this. I want to encourage you. And whether you had one month to live or today is your last or you're going to live for 75 more years, here, here's the first option. Write a letter communicating your love to someone. Write a letter. Like, write it a letter. Like, write a letter or a card 
Or you, you know what, if you need to type an email or type up a letter and then send it, letting someone know how much they mean to you, what, they, you know, what, what, what they've meant to you along the way, and express your love for them. And that person could be anybody. It could be a family member or a spouse or a parent or it could be a child. Uh, but spend some time, take some time, and just write this out. Here's the reality. We run way too fast. But you know what? We have one month to live. Everything would slow down quickly. All the things that are most important would just come to the surface. I want to encourage you to write a letter to somebody. It could be, again, some of those people. It could be a life group leader. It could be a mentor of yours. It could be someone that led, uh, spoke, spoke to you about Christ or led you to Jesus. Whoever that is, spend some time this week and uh, express your words and your thoughts toward them. If you don't like that option, here's your second option. Show love to someone that's not expecting it. And by that I mean by an act of service. Perhaps it's a friend or maybe it's a stranger that you you just sense the Holy Spirit is prompting you to do something and then here's the deal. Just do it. That could be anything. Giving them money. It could be encouraging them. It could be sitting down. It could be going out of your way to, to talk with them. It could be you sharing a little bit about the Lord, uh, of what God's done in your life with them. It may be none of those things. It may be helping them around their house. It may be buying them something. I don't know what that is, but the reality is if you'll just ask the Lord for who and then what, he'll give those things to you. He will. And here's the deal. It's going to feel a little awkward at first. It just will. And if you need to, you can blame it on me. You can say, hey, you know, this is God's church. He asked me to do this. I just got to do it. I don't know. I just, you're the... or, or maybe you say, you know, I'm just a Christ follower. I'm just trying to get better at encouraging people, and you're the lucky one today. But here's the deal. Don't wig out, and don't wig people out when you do this. Right? You know what I mean? All right? Some of you guys, let me just say this. Don't do this. Hey, I've noticed that you're an attractive person without a wedding ring on your finger. And God's called me to serve you and give you a holy kiss and see where it goes from there, all right? Don't, don't do that, all right? If it, listen, if it leads, if doing this leads to a restraining order, you've done it wrong, okay? That's the deal. Don't do that, okay? But who is that person for you? And you know what? You may not know until Thursday morning. It may be someone that you know. God may have already clarified for you who that person is. But trusting, maybe for you, you're supposed to do one of these two things. Maybe for you, you're supposed to do them both. And here's the deal. I can't make you do anything. It will determine whether you get into heaven or not. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But here's the deal. Love people completely. Let's start here. And let's just see what God does. I'm going to close out this talk by just challenging you, Gateway, to love people completely. There's way too many churches that love people that are easy to love, that love people that believe the same things, that love people that are on our quote-unquote team. Mm -mm. Love all people. Love all people. Love all people completely. Whether they ever believe what you believe, think what you think, know who you know, God's heart is to love people completely. Serve people the way God served you. The way Jesus served people, the way Jesus continues to serve you. Love people that way. In a few minutes, we're going to celebrate those who 
have uh, been blown away by God's love and who have uh, said, I want to do this. I want to I go public with my faith. I want to accept Christ or I want to take this step and be obedient to Christ. And here's the deal. Let me just say a couple things about this because some of us, maybe we don't have a whole lot of a church background. I remember being in your spot at 17 going, I don't even know what this is, but let me explain just a little bit about this whole baptism thing, okay? Here it is. First thing is this. There's nothing special about this water doesn't save you. We didn't pipe it in from the Vatican. It's not holy water, anything weird like that. It's just water. It is Jesus. It is Jesus who saves us, not water. Baptism is a visible marker of, of God's work in someone's life. Uh, for some, this is their moment, meaning they, they've been wrestling with this, and this is their moment to publicly declare that Jesus is their Lord and Savior and to go public with their faith, and this is part of their conversion experience. And for some, they've been walking with the Lord. God, God spoke to them uh, either years ago, months ago, a, a, a while back, and this is simply a part of them being obedient to the Scriptures and, uh, and demonstrating uh, to you, their church family, and their friends who Christ is in their life. Either way, both are very, very powerful. And here's what's interesting. Jesus early on in the Gospels, um, took this step. He was baptized, not because he needed to, not because he had to, but because he wanted to. He wanted to show us an example. And so here's the reality. Jesus is humble enough to be baptized. Here's the question. Are you? Are you? It's a physical metaphor of cleansing and, and this idea of what it means to have new life. We're not called to, uh, to, to, to get our lives straight. I mean, some of us, we, the battle is we go, you know, I've got to stop doing this. And, and then once I stop doing this, I'll start doing this. And then when I get my life kind of in a better place, then I'll go there. And here's the reality. Scripture tells us none of that. He just says, just come. Come as you are and give your life to me. And the reality in this is for some of you going, well, what does it look like? What do I need to do? Am I going to have to stand up and talk for a long time? Here's the reality. We're not going to make you stand up and confess all your sins. That would take way too long, okay? And it would for all of us. All we're going to do is give you an opportunity to confess, and we'll, we'll give it to you in short, choppy statements, and it's just something the Bible calls a good confession, really simple. And the water is warm, and we've never lost, we've only lost one person. All right, I'm kidding. That's the reality. Okay? That's the deal. Well, I'm nervous. I don't know if I want to do this. Okay, perspective. Jesus climbed up on a cross and for six hours died the most excruciating of deaths to demonstrate his love for you. Can you walk five feet, 50 feet, be up front in front of a group of people for maybe two minutes to demonstrate your love for him? That's the question. Maybe for you today is your day. And here's the deal. Do not let fear bully you. We've got 12 people that are scheduled, and here's the cool thing about God is that I believe that there are a lot more in here that have yet to take this step, that need to take this step today. And you know what? You're doing it in front of a lot of people, but there are a lot of people doing it, and it may just be a little easier for you to do that. So we want to celebrate what God's doing in your life. And if that's you and you go, hey, I'm not ready, here's the deal. We've got plenty of clothes back there. We've got towels. We've got shorts. We have everything that you need. The only thing that we need is a willing heart, is willing to go, you know what, I'm, I'm blown away by God's love, and I need to do this today. And that's your step. So what is God telling you to do today?
The band's going to come up in just a second. They're going to play just a couple songs. And the, the, the reality is if it's your day today, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go this direction. Just be careful walking through here. Uh, there are bathrooms back here where you can change. We'll talk through anything. If you weren't planning on doing this today, we'll walk through everything to make sure that you're good to go. And then the rest of our service is just going to be celebrating all these decisions, all these people. We're going to celebrate the way heaven celebrates, which is to go all out and go crazy because of one life who's been willing to go public with their faith. Gateway, in this, let me say this. Let's love completely. Let's put away this, I'm loving it 50%, I'm loving it 75%, I'm loving it 83%, I'm loving it 92%. Let's love the way that God loves us. Let's see if we can be a beacon of light, of hope to our world. All right, let me pray. Today's your day, let's do this. It's gonna be exciting. And uh, thanks so much for being here. God, we love you. Thank you so much, Lord, for, uh, for teaching us what it means to love. Thank you for being the definition of love. Thank you for not waiting for us to get our act together so that you would come and do this, but that while we were still sinners, you, you sent your son and he died for us. There's no greater expression of faith than to see someone go public and to own it. And God, today, uh, just a lot of whosoever's who believe that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God, and, and you've accept, you, we, we've accepted you as our Lord and Savior. And God, may you just be in this place today. Would you move powerfully in people's lives? Thank you so much for the stories that you're writing, and God, that you would just continue to do so. Thank you so much for a place where grace is uh, so important. God, thank you so much for the cross. It gives us hope for our sins and the empty tomb that gives us hope beyond this life. And so God, have your way in our time today. And God, as we think about our homework, that you would uh, begin to reveal what and who. And then may we just step out in the promptings of the Holy Spirit to go love people well. Thank you, God, for who you are and what you're doing. We celebrate you and we celebrate all of these decisions today. In Christ's name we pray. All God's people said, amen.